Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! I'm Andy. I'm Sarah. I'm Doug. And I'm Jesse. And we are the Space Nerd Star Trek Club. Yeah! Star Trek! We're meeting every week to talk about new episodes of Star Trek Picard. Woo! Get ready for Star Trek Club! Find out how you can support the creation of this show at patreon.com slash space nerds podcast. We are space nerds! Are we going? We're going. <laughs> 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 okay, um, what was it? 37 months. Bum, bum. 37 months. <laughs> yeah. 37 months. Ooh, 37 months. Break it down. Only 37 months old. <laughs> <laughs> only 37 months old. Months this old. item is only 37 months old. <laughs> Ooh, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? You've only been alive for 37 months. Whoa. We're going for a different style tonight. That's good. Every night is a different style in this world. What would you do if you found out that the woman you'd been sleeping with was 37 months old? Call a lawyer. <laughs> but he's known the whole time. Or what would I you know. do if you found out you were only 37 months old? That's what I'm old. saying. You, yeah. yeah, you would throw I'd, stuff around. I'd punch my way through the floor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The other thing is, was that supposed to be like a toxic gas that was being released? Yeah. It, radiation. Radi- it reminded he me. He says radiation, and that's all we know. When did he uh, say that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just leaves. Because gu- there was the guard who was outside. Yeah. And the guard is like, you're just going to leave your girlfriend locked up in there with that gas stuff. He went to like open the door. Oh. And then Narek was like, mm, no, the radiation. The, and the radiation. guard went. Romulans uh, like I- to kill each other with poison mist. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, I was wondering, like, man, she was in there with it a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It must be, she must, I don't well, know. Well, now she has synthetic cancer. <laughs> right, there you go. She has to get fake chemo. Like, is it, I'm, I, are we to assume that it's just one of those things that it has to take effect over time? The, the. Yeah, mist? the longer you're exposed to it. Sure. Or? Yeah, I don't know what the point of that was, because it also seemed like Narek's whole reason of doing things this, like, slow make-out way yeah. uh, ostensibly was not so that he could have sex with the hot robot girl, but to, like, get her information without activating her. Yeah. Right. And then as soon as he gets the information, he's like, ha-ha, I'm going to murder you. Right. But he like, did seem sad, right? Super bummed. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. sad. He did he not sh- want to murder her. He should have just killed her before. Well, he didn't, so. <laughs> but he would have been so. But they like to kill people with mist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It would have been a missed opportunity. Oh. <laughs> I've never seen Doug look so grossed out. That's <laughs> ah, funny. Okay. Oh, man. Let's talk about this okay. episode. So many things to say. Did we like it or not is my first question. I liked it. I liked it. I did like it. Yeah. I did like it. I, I did like it. The likes take it. <laughs> I mean, I, li- I... I. Oh, wow. I... <laughs> what stood out the most oh can I ask you a question yes and during there's one scene while we were watching it and you said woo the music is telling us a really different oh, story oh that was here. me yeah but that happened a few times it did yeah. I felt oh, I it I thought that was Andy I, who said that well what I well our voices are very similar okay. <laughs> no I said well we maybe both said it because I was saying um, the scene where um, R- Rafi R- 
Yeah, Raffi is um, convincing that woman to like let them have a pass or to get like fake papers to get so they fake can papers. go yes. on yeah. to the thank you cube. when she was the music behind it was like boop 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 oh right it was goofy yeah the music the music in like the first half of this episode in every scene was telling like a completely yeah, different but story then, but with that than what was on screen that yeah that scene to me felt like I'm like, oh, we're a goofy red tag team. <laughs> whoop, yeah. whoop. And then at the end of it, though, the music was like, you just triumphed over yeah. something amazing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, almost what? like video game music when you clear a level. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like it was like edited badly where they didn't, because I thought the music was louder than the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. I wonder if someone forgot to like put that, two clicks down because I was, the fact that we noticed the music in like yeah. the entire first half, yeah. I was like, the music sounds louder Very dominant. to me yeah. than like yeah. them talking, which is it why might I was be like my TV. distracting. Like, I don't I, think so though because I feel like we've never experienced, unless there's a, I mean, maybe there's a way to do that. Well, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I've experienced this on a couple shows recently, I'm like, maybe it's my TV. <laughs> One suggestion I would but, make is to turn on subtitles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, yeah. Your brain is focused more on reading, right, basically. Right. Yeah. What's funny is that I think Doug has said that almost every episode, <laughs> yeah. and yet we oh, yeah, never we still haven't done it. Just, yeah. Well, when there's small details like, oh, is that this or that? Yeah. I might remember yeah. if it like showed up in the subtitles. Yeah. Totally. But now I'm thinking... I don't notice the music as much when I watch it myself. A little bit, mm. like I in the in the fact that it feels like there's more music in this than I'm I, used to. I think, my but TV, I really notice it when I'm here. I think my TV has some sort of like compressor on it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we've noticed this in Survivor before too. It's like I can't hear a word people are saying over the music. Right, but I then remember, I watched Survivor I at my parents' next week. Then I watched Survivor at my parents' well, house, and that was not the case. And they have like nice speakers. So I'm like, man, is but, my TV just? <laughs> Turning music up, <laughs> but Doug, you're kind. You kind of are like our subtitles. Like yeah. so yeah. many times, we'll be like, "What?" and you'll be like, "He just said, he bah, said bah, bah. yeah," because you've already seen it with the subtitles. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to answer. <laughs> so you know, muffled words. <laughs> Though, yeah. There was one time this time when it was the end of this uh, uh, Rafi getting the fake stuff because she's like drunk and high yeah. during that scene yeah. and then she goes into her bedroom and then Rios is like actually cares about her and goes in to yes. talk to her but then he says something at the end as he's leaving like yeah. she passes out and he's yeah. like Rafi and I didn't I didn't pick it up this time I think it was like we don't know no we don't all get it right or none of us get it right yeah it's like something like that it was like basically like we don't get it all right or we don't something. get it all right, right. all the she's time she's sad about her right. son which is yeah, legitimate exactly. and he's yeah. saying it's cool and all he's right. i think he's also saying i think it's like also that thing where it's like i've made mistakes too like, <laughs> yeah reflecting on his own he was really past. tender this episode this, he was oh, so yeah. tender was very emotional yes speaking of how weird was that scene i with- really thought that opening scene was a dream and like maybe she was dreaming <laughs> where like- Girardi and rios no, hook Aggie, up I, yeah 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 i really was like oh and then she's gonna wake up i was like oh and then like the <laughs> right. dead guy's gonna pop out and be like right. you killed me and then she's gonna be like oh yeah. Yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but no she's it was real apparently right? with him. Yeah. yeah totally i can see that the first half of this episode for me was like dealing with the fallout of last week's insanity mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. and 
compartmentalize, dude. Just move on. I'll say, like, the first half of the episode, I was like, I don't know if I like this. Hmm. But then as soon as we got to the Borg Cube and Hugh is there and Picard is there. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. You get this, like, reunion between Hugh and Picard that I've always wanted. Yeah. Like, always wanted. That was so good. I loved that. I loved that. So, yeah, this is becoming a real mixed bag for me of, like, real intense. I love this so much. And then, like wow, those are crazy choices that yeah. I wouldn't have made. But I'm entertained, you right. know? Yeah, right. yeah. Real up and down. Yeah, yeah. So And, like, I want more of, this, of the, you know, emotional connection than just the aesthetic connection. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the music really threw me in this episode. I really didn't like a lot of the music in a mm-hmm. way that I normally don't notice yeah. or, ca- or, like, really internalize that much i'm like man this music is really pulling me out of this experience yeah and like telling me what it wants me to feel yeah like when the creepy brother and sister are talking to each other the music was like oh no actually that's not the scene the when when creepy brother and soji were talking to each other in the beginning it was like romantic right when they're like under the covers and shit but it was threatening music and it was threatening music i'm like yeah i know that she's threatened by him (laughs) but the music telling me that she doesn't and it makes it Exactly. Maybe makes you very anxious. Yeah, this she doesn't know that. The, this the, woman is in danger. <laughs> I, I heard something about movie composing where you shouldn't show people what to feel. You should show them what the scene is projecting yeah. to enhance what the scene is doing. Oh, but see, then if that was like a romantic music, it would make me feel really gross. I think it should no have been... No music for that scene. I, would have, I yeah. would have done something like cautious and creepy, but subtle and maybe mm. a little romantic. Like something that kind of straddled the line of she shouldn't trust him in the way that like no one should really trust anyone after only knowing them for three weeks when they don't know the real name. The lure of the void. (laughs) She's attracted to her own death. Do you think that she he told her his real name for real? Or do you think that was a fake? I do before he killed her. Tried to kill her. I think that showed that he does care. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's that gross. (laughs) Did but even though he knew his sister was watching, or did he know? Do you think he knew? Well, they weren't in the room yet when he said it when he said gate right. Who wasn't in the room? Like the sister wasn't there. We don't well, know because she was the yeah. sister was monitoring, yeah, and the sister yeah. could hear when they were leading down the path. But once she, once Soji described the two moons and the lightning, yeah, the sister went away. Yeah, she said, "Good job, but brother," he and then told like her left name before it all right. started. Was that yeah. before that? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that it was like a move to get her into like an emotionally yeah. vulnerable state. Right. She's yeah, planning on this, yeah. and like his sister knows his real name. I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm saying like then she would have witnessed that because wasn't the whole thing that if you tell that you're giving your truly giving your heart right. if you tell somebody your real yeah. name so i'm just and i, I could know. imagine him doing that just to make his sister yeah, that's jealous true, that's true or <laughs> well i would think weirdly. that it means that it's a vulnerability he exposes himself to her yeah, yeah. like she now has an angle to use against him right right know. yeah mm, the, yeah all man i'm so glad that we are through Soji and Narek living together on this ship. Because, <laughs> oh, they're going to have yeah. reconciliation. Well, I'm sure they'll have to get I'm some sure they'll, closure sex. Yeah. I'm sure they'll like run into each other again, but like <laughs> he tried to kill her. It seems like that relationship, at least for now, is off. <laughs> <laughs> we had a recoupling and she coupled up with Picard <laughs> and Narek is now flying solo. So, But uh, we also have the coupling now of um, Hugh and... Um, 
Elnor. Elnor. Why she, couldn't Elnor just yeah, walk through the gate? Yeah, they had so much time. I don't know. It was <laughs> well, weird. I think it was because Hugh wouldn't have made it out, right? And they couldn't have closed yeah. it. You know, like if a bunch of people had run up on that room, there would have been no yeah, one right. there and to then, close the portal. If we're staying oh, to protect room. Hugh's life, I'm 100% on board and I love that. I just yeah. part wish of someone it. had said that. Well, yeah, they yeah. do say, Hugh says, I'll stay behind and make it so they can't trace you. So then I think ah. the argument would be like, yeah, okay. but it's just you, an ex-Borg with maybe one gun that we haven't seen yet against the entire run right. security right. force. So. so protecting Picard means make sure they can't trace him. So that's why Elnor stays behind. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Elnor that works for me. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Elnor yeah. is adorable and oh, also so does not believe that anyone in the world can stop him from, from killing. You know, know what I mean? I know. It's like, a weird dichotomy. I'll just stay here and I'll kill everyone in the cube to protect you. Yeah. And he thinks that he can. Yeah. Well, he it, probably can. He probably can. <laughs> yeah. Well, he asks him beforehand. He's like, oh, I, I don't want you, you know, to <laughs> juice to live. And if you say no, it's yeah. like, well, yeah. I warned you. My friend. <laughs> My friend. I know. Juice I, to live. <laughs> that was an interesting way to end it, too. Yeah. It just like yeah, cuts it to black after that. It was kind of that. abrupt, which is like fine, but I really thought he had more to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, wow. I don't know. It was a there's a disjointed experience for me this week, but at the end of the episode, I'm like dying for the next episode, which yes. is what I want to yeah. feel. Yeah. I agree. Like Agreed. last week, I was like, did this show jump the shark? Do I want to see another episode? Right. right. And then I I thought about rewatching Stardust City Rag, and I couldn't bring myself to do it because uh. I was scared that it would like if I hate this now, I don't. I <laughs> then it's gonna. I'm in the middle of watching the show. I don't want to hate this. But yeah. then watching this one today, I'm like, you know what? I I really. I, I just like don't even necessarily care what the quality is of the rest of the season because I'm just like in for the ride. I like right. am forgiving all of the things that I see that I feel like are kind of, you know, like oddly edited or performed or acted. Like, who cares? You know, that's just me being a picky piece of shit. It's part of Star Trek. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm I watch things with a critical eye like I can't help myself and I'm trying to I'm trying to help myself a little I'm trying to like turn that off a little bit and just enjoy myself because the the ride of this experience is so exciting of like getting to take this journey with Captain Picard and Hugh and and these new characters that I love I mean I really love Elnor he's absolutely my favorite new character by far yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. and I have a big crush on him. He's so hot. He's so he's beautiful. Yeah. Not so since beautiful. Jolene Blaylock is to Paul have I felt this way about someone on screen in Star Trek. Mm. Andy, I've looked that up before. I, I wish I showed you an Enterprise. I'm just mean, like you know. Oh, I remember who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got weird. Sounds good. Sounds good. Good oh, for you, honey. This, yeah. is the thing. <laughs> I, this is that thing where I'm speaking and Andy's not paying attention. No, I was thinking. <laughs> it I happens was, to me a lot no. in my life. No. It'll be more interesting. <laughs> like, no, look, I'm no. just like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was distracted by my belt buckle and also. I know. That's why I was watching you but play. But also, with it. <laughs> I was thinking about something that Doug said last week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if my own girlfriend won't pay attention no, to me, why I, am I but podcasting? I was still listening to what you were saying about being attracted to. <laughs> Just my I, marriage I'll, advice. I'll try. I'll try. I heard, I heard what you said. You said you thought Elnor is beautiful and it's your next biggest crush since Blaylock. Yeah, but well, I was trying to catch your eye to see if, you know, we can add to our list of celebrities that we. 
Do we yeah, have a we'll list? Talk, we'll talk about this later. We have a list. <laughs> what, what's on, who's on my list? I didn't know about this. I gotta get going. Yeah. I gotta start writing these down. <laughs> you should make like a Google Doc and we okay, can share it. Okay, <laughs> sure. That sounds great. What are we talking about? Okay, I'm talking about what I was thinking about while I was also listening to you and playing with my book, <laughs> which was that. <laughs> Doug said last week, he said, you know, I feel like they have to start answering some questions right. or mm-hmm. at least stop bringing up more questions yes and i do think they definitely stopped bringing up more questions yes. agreed and even though i'm not sure that they actually answered any questions for us specifically they are the they are answering questions for the characters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that felt like progress I like agree with you. the yeah. fact that soji got some insight into who she really is even though we still don't know why right it was that did feel like okay this is at least they didn't because i think what would have really tipped it for me this week is if we had another episode that was like and what and what does that mean and wait wait but we didn't even get to this thing yet so how is that a thing you know and they didn't do that which i'm i'm really appreciative that's the 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 flaw of the mystery box style narrative yes, shows exactly. where they are just like yeah open more open more open more yeah. yes exactly because there is yeah. an excitement in that in the presenting mm-hmm. of this thing but you yeah. can't you know you can escalate forever and then just ruin people's expectations and you yeah. have to have yeah. resolutions totally right and i love when those shows like open a box and show you something inside that then poses another question but answers a question at the same time yeah like yeah. if you just answer ask more questions without answering anything it starts to feel hollow yeah like i felt yeah. like well, the first tension. season it's in comedy it's unrelieved tension it's, right it's mm. the people laugh at the punchline because you've had you know two beats of setup and now they're like ah right. yeah. and then you relieve that tension with yeah. with yeah. the punchline and if you don't relieve the tension then people are like what are you what the fuck is going on here <laughs> yeah. you know it's like you now i'm just all backed up with six seasons of lost and i got no way to get it out <laughs> you get anxious you know yeah. i remember like the first yeah. season of colony i felt like they did the perfect job of oh colony's a beautiful underrated show yeah like reeling out mm-hmm. information and then like reeling in information mm-hmm. and then reeling it back out and reeling it in again yeah. it was like really well done it's i mean it's flawed but it's also yeah. like wow what an ambitious idea just like totally. what if, what if the government were the bad guys like yeah that's Whoa. right and what if we bombed them and that was good Whoa. <laughs> yeah. anyway i'm um, bored <laughs> yeah i this episode was was wild i mean i loved them jumping in that thing at the end and beaming to this other world yeah and i actually pulled up an article right after we finished the episode of like easter eggs and because i was like who who did they say they assimilated this zakarians zakarians it's It's from voyager Voyager, yeah Yeah, and that that episode where there's like this gateway they can step through and get home and they want the technology um but they the people there don't want to give it up so they'd have to basically take it by force and then they have to ask the question of themselves like will we do that and spoiler alert it's no but uh (laughs) but i love that that little uh nod to that yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 there were actually if well i don't i don't I actually wouldn't call this an easter egg but thematically we entered so i had the flu last week <laughs> and um while i had the flu i would i just like continued on my watch through tng right. oh you did yeah and oh yeah I, that's right i remember yeah that. and so i got through a, a quite a few episodes and i guess i'm in season six and one of them was actually one um where data dreams yeah. and he dreams this like weird dream about like oh, crows and, and troy's cake 
Is that that one? No. Okay. That's a different thing. No, oh, but he, yeah. Okay, but but that, I mean, if he dreams more, I'm curious about that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, li- that's later. That's, okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, no, it's Troy okay. Troy turns into delicious Those cake. dreams become <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> oh, my God. No, this one was, it was interesting. It was like his creator, he was dreaming of his creator painting a painting and he like comes upon him in this hallway and yeah. then and then basically Troy encourages him to explore his dream further and like think about it further and or was it anyway i can't remember who convinced <laughs> the point is the whole episode was like like why would he have that function if it, it right, wasn't it didn't right. serve That's anything so right and and um accidental homework and it right exactly <laughs> was accidental homework and then they were talking about how well Thing, you know that this was in the dream. The creator is like you've you. If you're seeing me and you're seeing this, like you have reached a level of cognizance that goes beyond what I dreamed of for you. This is great. Like, yeah. And he's like, so he's going to keep trying to dream. Essentially, yeah. He basically got to meet his father in a in a memory that was activated in a dream sort of yeah which is kind yeah. of what happens in this episode totally so yeah. totally yeah really interesting yeah um, and that is cool and, i didn't think and, of that and it also what is interesting i guess it does bring up another question because what i understand what he was doing in that room with that ritual was to try to lead her through the visualization of the dream so that she could see her surroundings so that it could lead them to the planet that she yeah comes from right but or is that right? Yeah, is, yeah. That's, okay. yeah, that's, that's actually exactly very right. well said, and kind of that actually kind of answers a question that I had, which is like, why are they doing this? How do they know to do this? But I think the answer is that if she lived on a planet, it's likely that that is where other synths would be, and if where that's, she was created. where she was created yeah. by Maddox. Mm-hmm. And if then, they put yeah. fake memories into her, the fake memories aren't a hundred percent fake. It's like yeah, yeah. this is a fake memory of being know. on this planet. Yeah. So he's basically accessing data she has. Yeah. Right. That's why she's that's yeah. why he's saying like, no, look out the window, which you've never done in the dream. Right. But you have that information. Well, because I imagine her like her in the dream or in the memory, those may actually be real memories of her first create like oh sure that she wasn't a little girl obviously but she really was on that table right like she and or so, maybe it was like it dodge, dodge on the table yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh it could yeah. have been dodge either way that like that was a real room she was in right yeah because she wouldn't have been a little girl ever right like when she was created Physically, she was created at that age right, right. so so, so the, that's a real memory translated into a little girl's into memory what yeah. yes they have laid yeah, upon her I mind like as her sense of self i like it and so therefore anything she sees in that room she would those details would be true. It's an interpretation of the truth. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, Dodge is not made of wood, but she, but that, I love that Pinocchio reference with, she did look like yeah. Pinocchio yeah, she, on that yeah. bench, right? And I like, mean, people have called Data Pinocchio a bunch of times. Yeah. So that was, that was a cool little reference. But it was, what was sort of weird to me, I have to say, is like, so there's this ritual apparently, right? That that is already part of Romulan culture, right? That yeah. is this walking through yeah, walk your dreams around in a circle through candles. Yeah, they and said it, it was meditative. So meditative, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's specifically dream related, but sure. But it seemed that all sh- that that all the ritual required was that you close your eyes, right. and then you just start to <laughs> just, remember stuff, right? Talk there, and then you say. When you get to certain parts of the room, you remember more stuff. Yeah, and you go, Alamorain, <laughs> then three more, Alamorain. <laughs> 
can I just say I was a little disappointed? I wish there had been more of like even a hypnosis technique. Sure, or I agree. Drink this yeah, tea. Yeah, I was feeling that. that made. And then I thought, oh, I had a split second where I was like, okay, maybe what he's doing is actually because he knows she's synth. Right. He's activating her memory in a way that would only work on her, and this isn't the actual ritual right. they do at all. Yeah, that makes hmm. sense. Or, but I, or I don't know if that's me just justifying being disappointed in their display of the ritual. But. No, but I think that's like solid headcanon to say. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. Where you look at a yeah. scene, and you're like, that kind of doesn't make any sense. Right. But if you can make up a reason that makes it make sense, that yeah. doesn't like contradict things or like try to change it you're just like filling in a layer yeah then yeah. i think that's great you know that it like it it adds to that scene you're yeah. like this is how i explain it right and if they never go back to it i'm fine and that's just how and i justify I, it and that works you know yeah that's i like, think so right it's he's, like he's sort of like deprogramming her because he knows that she's yeah. a synth yeah. so he knows if he talks through this thing right and then he's using what he knows of this meditation exactly. as a way and it's kind of like it's a placebo effect to her yeah like here look at this romulan mystic bullshit where you follow this path <laughs> and there's candles and she's like yeah yeah right 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 exactly <laughs> and she's freaked out right i mean she's oh, just found she, out that oh she's, my god she's yeah. she's ready to believe anything because now yeah. she's been thrown off kilter from her entire concept of self. Yes. So she's like, yes, right. write me a new story right, that yeah. I can make myself. Exactly. I yeah. love the scene where she was scanning her belongings to see yeah. how old yeah, they were. Yeah, me too. That was cool. Hence the inspiration yeah. for our intro song. I know. <laughs> yeah. She finds out she's three. I really struggled with uh, with Dr. Gerardi this episode. Like after she's killed mm. her, killed Maddox... I don't. I don't have any idea who she is. Yeah, yeah. And she, and that's what we're watching. Yeah, I guess I just like ooh sense of self. That's like know. one of the themes then. Yeah, I'm yeah, that's yeah. True. There you go. Because yeah. sense of self is really. She thought her. She thought everything was one way. Yeah, and then it seems like the Romulan, maybe Vulcan, evil commander, mm-hmm. set her on a different belief path, a different yeah. way of looking at the world. Right. To the point where she killed uh, someone that she loves. Yeah. Right. So now she's like, who the fuck am I? And yeah. what is All my right. place in this mysterious world? All right. Yeah. And okay. then so we've got that, Soji. That works and then for also me. we've got right. Borg, which in right. who am I general now? species right. is yeah. an exploration of sense of self. Yeah. 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 It's more yeah. than other Star Trek that was about an exploration of like vague humanity. Like what is it to be yeah. human? And this is right. like, what is it to be me? What yes. is it to be my right. own personal sense of being? Right. And I love the idea of expanding that beyond humanity in the scope yeah. of Star Trek like yeah. what yeah. does it mean to be me if I'm a synthetic or right. if I'm a Borg right yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I like I like that because I feel like that's how we get people watching it now to try to think about other people on this planet sure yeah you know absolutely yeah sure Sarah what yeah. stood out to you in this episode I know I was trying to think but I feel like for me it was that candle scene I really liked oh, that yeah. scene yeah. I huh. thought it, and then the, I was interested too because at the end she was like when when he was telling her like no go through the window and she's like well no my dad's coming like i want to see right like like i'm interested in like oh what would she have seen if she would have just followed herself and maybe she'll try to do it herself again you know yeah, of right. like yeah, to huh. keep searching that memory yes but to right. me that was i thought the second half of this episode was really great the yeah. first half definitely took some time to like get the pacing but once we were like on the borg i was like yeah. oh i'm so in and like you know JLP is here and like <laughs> you know and like Hugh is here like that was really exciting oh, to me PTSD, I know. Oh, yeah. right <laughs> yeah his PTSD was a lot more pronounced than I would have expected yeah or like huh. when they showed the, the screen mm. with him and then like yeah. the board like, oh that my was, god that yeah. shot was yeah that was 
That was the, that, that was the first half of the show. That's like yeah. when that's when this episode turned for me because I was like iffy on the first half. I was like, why are Rios and and Gerardi sleeping together? But actually, what you just explained really kind of makes it work for me. And now I kind of like like it. Yeah. Well, Gerardi's that she's just kind of spinning out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what but I, anyway, wait, I just that I'll scene, get back to my Gerardi theory in a second. That <laughs> scene with Picard where he was like looking at the hollow of himself, and then you could see his hands behind the holograph because he was. Like reaching up to where the Borg implant would be, that yeah. was like masterful. It was beautiful, brilliant fil- yeah. filmmaking in that moment. Agreed. I, really stunning, like yeah. really great. And I was like, man, I don't even care about <laughs> like what I didn't like about the first half anymore. And then the episode was great from right. then on I out. I feel like that was the like the jump. I think we talked about that like last week too. The jumping off point. Yeah. Of like, or I guess this yeah. week, or this. but like you know, like <laughs> how it's gonna like bounce from where it was at and so that was like okay i'm so interested to see what happens now mm-hmm. yeah versus the, uh, the rest of the episode i was like i really don't know where this is gonna go like yeah totally yeah i the more you know as we're talking about it i'm realizing how much i really liked this episode yeah. a lot yeah yeah, yeah. you I know really what did. i also same around the topic you were just uh talking about with his ptsd i'm actually not surprised yeah. He, because he's returning to the place. Right. And, yeah. I, and he, I, yeah. has he been back to a Borg ship in? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think they think. said in the episode he had later. it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember him walking on a Borg. Like, oh, oh, first contact. Do they go over though? Well, no, they they get Borgified. They get Borgified. So it's like walking on a Borg ship. But he doesn't get the their ship gets Borgified. Yeah, but mm. he doesn't get Borgified again. No. So he just sees Borg in his house. With yeah, your Borg shit everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like then someone he grabs a gun. And he's like, "Get the fuck out of my house!" Yeah, that's basically first contact. Yeah, right. great movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Wow. No, but you're right. He didn't. He didn't really. Well, walk you know, on the... it's just like to return to that place, and I'm yeah. sure yeah. there are smells and sounds. Yeah, and like, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I really things. interesting. I thought mm-hmm. taking it that far was actually really powerful, and yeah. I I dug okay. it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm not complaining. I'm I'm saying. Well, wow. no. I mean, I I I think so, some people may be like, well, that doesn't make sense. You well, know? some people but... have this ideal in their head of Captain Picard being this like ultimate human. Yeah. And and I do too. But all ultimate humans. All humans ultimately have flaws. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and PTSD is not even a flaw. Like PTSD is a is a human emotion. So I'm not saying that like PTSD right. is a flaw, but I'm saying oh, that Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um I'm saying that you know, he's a human being who went through something more traumatic yeah. than we can possibly even imagine yeah. actually experiencing because it's like something that doesn't even exist right. in the real world. It's like yeah. what if someone could could overwrite your personality and Ugh. make your body do things you didn't want to do while you're awake and conscious and watching it, then you can't stop it. And they're killing your friends and family. Like, you know, you... Oh, like, horrifying. Yeah, yeah, like, that's real trauma Wait, right there. He, he's he's able to... Well, yeah, I guess he's able to watch himself do that. But his... Yeah, he his, says when he's deborgified at the end of that two-parter, they ask him what he remembers, and he says all of it. He remembers everything. And then yeah. they they have information still from... Like, him and Hugh are both like, oh, we know what the queen cell is on the Borg ship. Yeah. Uh, so they just... They've never... Neither one of them have been oh, there. Oh, that is but they, something. But yes. they have Borg information still just in there. Just in their yeah. heads. I wanted to That's ask cool. that. I actually ah, it's didn't... It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's an expanding of that, and it really does a good exploration. 
it's the episode after Picard was Borgified in TNG oh, is a very family. strange episode. I love if it. you sort of watch TNG from the beginning yeah. because everything is like space and adventure and mysteries, and then yeah, yeah. suddenly there's this episode where it's like just him hanging out on his vineyard yeah. with his brother and yeah, like right. recovering from this weird fucked up thing that totally. happened. Totally, and yeah. it's so it's so interesting. It's great. It's yeah. a great episode. But then there's nothing like that really before or since in Star right. Trek where someone yeah. suffers greatly yeah. and then we like take a second to pause and go yeah. that was really fucked up and bad you're right you're yeah. right Jordy totally. turns into a goddamn glow monster yeah and then you know of course it's episodic TV after yeah, that we yeah. never talk we about it on. again but he's got nothing on Tom Paris and Catherine Janeway <laughs> who, who of, turn oh into newts and fuck each other and then like literally five seconds later are just bantering like it never happened yes speaking of Andy and I did our Star Trek homework this Threshold. week. We rewatched Threshold. Andy'd never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Or Sarah. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah has like seen crazy it people talking. I'm like, I but, don't know. Yeah. Okay. The plot of Threat. It's uh, an episode of Voyager in season two. Wait, stop for one second. Yes. If you don't mind. We're going from talking about how Borg there is like, you just can't conceive of how bad it is to have become a Borg. <laughs> yeah. We're about to talk about something that is just throws the whole like, yeah, make me a Borg for 10 years because <laughs> I turned into a floppy oh squid God. salamander. So, please. So basically, they're running tests to try to go faster because the premise of Voyager is that they are thrown across the galaxy and they're like 70 years away from home. So they're working on trying to break the warp warp threshold, which is when you go past warp 9 to warp 10. And no one has ever been to warp 10 before. So they're like running these experiments and they succeed. They they send one pilot in a shuttle to warp 10. And then he starts acting real strange. When he comes out of warp yeah, ten, yeah. and he slowly uh, starts to evolve, he's like shedding his skin and his hair. Yeah. And he's growing a heart. Yeah, it turns into like what? a monster movie where and he, he looks so weird. He his turns into pulsing. like a, mo- a monster, and like his right. skin falls off, and he takes fur out grows his tongue. out, and what? yeah, his he tongue takes out falls his tongue. out. That's right. right. And what? it's true body horror stuff. Yeah. He's like hard to look at if you're yeah. i mean it's like the it's, fly it's also goofy because it's you know star trek tv stuff yeah, but yeah. it is like whoa whoa Ugh. yeah so then off-putting he abducts the captain and takes her on a warp flight so the end of the episode is the the rest of the crew finds <laughs> these two like seal-sized they, reptile lizard things they, i mean they're are they animatronic the actual, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, they, dude, the, they look not, They're not like people in lizard suits. They no, no, like, no. They're like really gross looking, like lizard creature. Like what if blobfish Slimy. lived on land? Yeah, and they're just on the sand and they're like just flopping, flopping around. around. And the guy turned into that. And, and the captain, and the captain. <laughs> turned into that also of the show. And right. they had sex and had babies. What? Yeah, and there's like babies <laughs> like flopping babies. around in the water. And then they basically find a way to to take the captain and the and the the helmsman and de-evolve them back to their human selves and return them to normal. And they say that this is the future evolution of humanity. Something about going to warp ten caused them to hyper evolve, and that's the direction that humanity is going. We're going to turn into these like blob yeah. lizard. But fish then, things that just flop around right. and then they somehow get them back to normal and then they just like 
it's like nothing happened. They yeah. just had this casual conversation. That's what they look like when they turn into the... Yeah. Oh! <laughs> they, they have this casual conversation and... Yeah. Why do they have whiskers? And, <laughs> and so he, they can sense. That's how yeah. they can, you know, and feel he, their environment like, around them. Tom Paris basically tries to apologize for impregnating the captain. And she's like, what makes you think it was your idea? <laughs> And then it ends. It's and then so it ends. And they and didn't bring the babies with them? No. No, they left. They decided to leave the babies on this planet. She's like, I never, I always thought about being a mother, but I never thought it would be like this. She's <laughs> like, what? It is, like, no one would up, think it would be like this. Straight up redonkulous. <laughs> like, and they it, just never, and then it's like, oh, well, now it's Tuesday. No. And, right. yes, exactly. and it's like crazier than bejazel. That's how fucking crazy <laughs> I mean, this I'm shit is. I'm looking at them. That is nuts. <laughs> I know. It's fucking crazy. Like, we watched it and, I mean, it's a crazy episode of yeah. television because on top of all this weird shit that's happening, in my opinion, the performance of Tom Paris oh as he's, God. like, turning into this other thing is just, like, mediocre at best. Yeah, yes. he's not a great actor as a human. Yeah. And this does not do any favors. Like, have you seen District fucking nine? No. District nine. Oh my God, Doug, we have got to watch that. Okay. That movie is brilliant. Okay. But it's the same plot, basically, it's where no a, a man is like turning into an alien and like you watch this body horror happen. Right. And uh, the, the actor just sells it. Like, there's so much pathos like you look into his eyes and his humanity is being lost and he doesn't know what he's turning into and you like feel it and it's so good <laughs> and in this episode he's like when you look at me captain do i scare you do i look frightening like i don't remember his dialogue but it's like that seems like a good approximation right? it's like, I, i'm turning into a fish man like, it's just it's just really bad it's really bad i went too fast yeah. we all went too fast i saw every point in the universe i don't know why i'm doing a captain Wait, Oh, wait, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, also the whole reason, so, like, he has some sort of brain aneurysm thing issue that that they're worried about sending him through warp 10. There's a 2% chance that he could have an aneurysm because of something in his brain. And so he has to give this, like, compelling speech to the captain about why he should be able to go, and he's like, oh, my life, everyone's telling me I'm going to be somebody. (laughs) Everyone's believing in me. (laughs) And here I am, and I'm finally gonna do it. And you have to let me do it. It's like your struggle in life is that everyone told you how great you are. That is a very fair characterization of how Tom Paris would view the world. Yeah. And like when he thinks he's dying before he turns into a fish, he's like, just send a message back, tell my dad I made it. It's like, tell your dad you turned into a fish man. Um, That episode is so extremely oh, bad so but like weird. so fun to watch yeah. like so fun to watch yeah. I, I can't also, even tell I, you I want to say this This I haven't checked it but there's a website uh, Memory Alpha that's a great place to go for like all sorts of the best. Star Trek information yeah. to minute detail and yeah. what I love about Memory Alpha is that if there's an entry for Janeway's father who may have shown up like in a flashback or a memory or something yeah, yeah. under family lizard baby grandchildren they would list that's the kind of thing that memory alpha does where they're like well technically oh that's funny yeah extended family yeah yeah because there's an entry for spock 
that's bananas. <laughs> really? It's bananas because Spock has like Michael Burnham introduced right. as like a oh. uh, uh, like, uh, uh, like stepsister. Stepsister, well, half sister, and then Cybok from one of the movies. Yeah, as a half brother. Yeah, yeah. And then in the animated series, there's a brother that is a clone from him Whoa. called Spock 2, who's like <laughs> 50 feet tall. Oh my Spock God. 2. Spock 2, right. So it's uh. Spock 2 parentheses giant. <laughs> oh, wow. so, so memory alpha is just like straight laced yeah. encyclopedia. Yeah. Here are all the people yeah. who have been introduced as relatives of That's this character. So I love yeah. it. Because like as a Star Trek viewer, I pick and choose my canon. You know? Right. Yeah. Memory alpha is the way that I love Star Trek. Yeah. Of like, well, you have brought me around, sir. <laughs> like, uh, our discussions between this and Doug Space Nine has, <laughs> like, I have always kind of just, like, brushed away the things I hated in Star Trek, right. and you're yeah. teaching me to embrace them. You have them, to take it all in. It is more fun. <laughs> it's more fun. You have to make it all fit. You have like, to understand That's that a good approach to any. Like, as an episode of Voyager, crucial. Threshold is a zero out of ten, but as a fun time, it's a fucking twelve. Right, See, right, I love right, Threshold right. Yeah. because it's the craziest thing that they have. It's It's... Yeah, I mean it's it is not boring. Like that episode yeah. we talked about last week with Icheb, like all the performances in that episode are great. Like right. the the premise is awesome, the moral dilemma is really compelling, but it's just slow and yeah. like yeah. it's the type of thing that Star Trek has done a million times, so right. it just you know what's going to happen, yeah, so it just yeah. ends up being boring whereas like Threshold is the only time that two crew members <laughs> turn into newts and fuck each other. Yes. <laughs> so you better enjoy it while yeah, it's happening. Voyager is I don't know, it's a dark horse favorite for me just cuz of it's also, you know, it's the end of them doing 90s Star yeah. Trek stuff and yeah. so much had been done and it was like how do we they are out yeah. of ideas yeah. it's like what they, do you do when you're also, out of they, ideas they took some of you the, come up with crazy shit no they took some of the best biggest swings of all of Star Trek yeah I think. you know I, I think that that's I think that that's fair like I've always I've always been a, li- a little butthurt about Voyager sure. but for similar reasons but because I'm like changing how I'm perceiving Star Trek right. through these discussions that's <laughs> really opening my heart to Voyager in a yeah. way that, that it hasn't been before There's because certain- like I love so much of Voyager I've seen it all like uh, some of it multiple times like seasons worth multiple times right. and I have a lot of nostalgia for it and like coming back and watching it a little bit recently I mean there's so much I love about it it's just I yeah. fucking love the Doctor he's one of my favorite Star Trek characters and in Threshold he has a couple of comedic moments that yeah. are absolutely brilliant so on like early seasons Doctor is so dry I love it Voyager gets knocked out of like oh we're gonna be here in regular space where everything normally happens and they wind up getting knocked really far away and their Doctor dies immediately like in their first crisis right so then for the rest of the seventh year run their doctor is a hologram that they call the emh the emergency right. medical hologram uh. so in picard this is a sort of like a callback yeah where he has like an emergency medical hologram and oh, an emergency yeah, sure. navigation hologram and an emergency psychologist hologram and an know? emergency boner hologram <laughs> if he's feeling rough that yeah, night yeah just he's oh like just God. he just tag teams him in and the <laughs> You know, I'm going to stop. <laughs> well, because you were thinking about uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Man, so yeah, we were talking about oh, hologram yeah. sex. The hologram sex in Blade Runner 2049. I was reminded of that by the Picard shot where he's yeah. touching right. his face. The overlay. And twenty that scene in 2049 is one of the most like sensational pieces of, of like beautiful 
like visual science fiction where you can just watch that scene yeah and you don't even need to rest, see the rest of the movie and it's just so powerful okay so we've we'll got too, the, yeah. the 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 40,000 light year Sakaran gate yes we've got EMHs yes um that's Voyager. we have 7 of 9 yes uh we have all of these Voyager references yeah. will we get a threshold tie in to modern Star Trek canon <laughs> Will Picard <laughs> find out what happened to those lizard babies? Oh my god! <laughs> Into oh, Delta wow. That would that really would be amazing. Rock. <laughs> that would that if would be incredible. It's like came like back. somehow there's this hyper evolved but still slightly human creature that's evolved even like maybe that creature kept evolving when right. we left, right? And now it turns into Q or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh a, my god! There's this to go really far off track. I have a head cannon explanation for what happens to their babies that involves another Voyager episode where apropos of not this weird make lizard baby episode but in another one they meet these space dinosaurs that are like space <laughs> they're like Christian space dinosaurs is the best way to <laughs> summarize wow. it and the Christian space dinosaurs there's a Christian space dinosaur scientist who's investigating <laughs> DNA stuff and then he's like I think I found the origin planet for all of us Christian space dinosaurs <gasps> oh my and they God. bring it up on screen and it's Earth <gasps> and then the other Christian space dinosaurs are like, this is heresy. You are not allowed to study this. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. Like when I was younger and I took Star Trek super seriously, I used to like try to talk people into watching it and be like, <laughs> I'd be like, this is like the future history of humanity. This is what could sure. happen. This is what we need oh to strive God. for. <laughs> And then there's like episodes of Voyager. It's like, well, yeah, in our far distant future, we're going to turn into fish people. Yeah. And, and also there's like these weird, there's that episode where like, they, where they were dealing with death and these weird aliens that are like trying to suck up your soul when you die. And right. I just hated it. And I'm yeah. like, I, I liked how Next Generation at least attempted to remain like plausibly scientific to some degree. And Voyager just like threw that out the window. Yeah, which but, I think is fine because it's but, space magic. Yeah, totally. Here's the thing is like, Doctor Who is way more out the window than Voyager. <laughs> way more out and the I love Doctor Who. Right. You and can it's accept like, it. Yeah. And if I, like, the expectations you take into a thing are your own. And like, whatever the thing is giving you is, right. like, you can receive it as it's coming in or you can receive it through this filter of what you want it to be. Right. And if you, if you do that, you're not going to like it. Right. Because, you'll always be unsatisfied. <laughs> yeah. You will always be unsatisfied. And it's more interesting to try to, like, strip those expectations away and just take something in as clean as purely as you can and if there's like things you don't like about it that's okay but if the things you do like about it let's celebrate that yeah. and like that's the approach i've taken to picard and i'm just like loving it yeah. uh speaking of picard <laughs> i have another question about something that i i don't know about so what is what is the mother in borg oh the borg queen yeah what is uh, the borg queen it's like a bee queen like queen bee right but what but what does that mean i mean is it a it means is it she's, a boar? Is she's it she like boar? in the hive making royal jelly for all of the <laughs> Borg jelly. Yeah. Like, and what does Borg she jelly. do in yeah. this context though? Like, she's depositing it in all those little Borg slots no, with her proboscis. Not. She's supposed to be the boss, basically. She's the yeah. boss. Yeah. Okay. She's like a singular consciousness that is basically is she just controlling the hive. She's the president of the Borg. She's a Borg that would say I instead of we. Right. You know how all Borgs say we? Yeah. Yeah. But there are it seems like it's it's actually kind of confusing as to whether or not there are multiple Borg queens, or if maybe there's just one, and maybe this episode explained it finally that they have this like teleportation device. Although they did got that after Voyager, so never mind. I take that back. 
Yeah, it's, it, in the past, <laughs> they had never had that, like, through all the regular TV show. It was just, yeah. the Borg was just this yeah. hive mind yeah. that seemed to have no center. Right. And then it was the movie... First concept. ...that introduces yeah. the concept of a Borg queen, queen. Yeah. who's directing it all. Yeah. And, but she's the only Borg queen that we see. Well, we do meet her. Yeah. And okay. then in Voyager, the Borg queen comes back again. Yeah. But again, it seems singular, yeah. where this is, like, this one random Borg cube... Right. Right. has like a room for the queen. So the question yeah. is, does that mean there are multiple queens? Right, right. Yeah. Or is there one queen who just every ship has a mm-hmm. room for her just in case? Yeah. 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 I, and I'm actually not sure which it is because my, my Voyager is rusty. I do know that the woman who played the Borg Queen in First Contact came back in the last season of Voyager, but when you see the Borg Queen earlier in Voyager, it's a different actress. It's a different actress, right. So I'm not sure if I'm remembering seeing remembering them as two characters or if it was just two actresses playing one character i can't remember yeah. for sure mm. i think the implication had always been there was just the one board just queen. one board queen right or or is there like a different like maybe there's a queen per ship or like maybe there's a queen per sector of space right, like right. we just really don't right. have those details to my knowledge right and then we saw a brief snippet in one of his like yeah we saw that, that image showed, of her they showed a queen god that movie's good i have <laughs> i love first contact i love that movie so much but I've never liked the idea of, of a Borg queen. Mm. I always think it's scarier if the Borg is just this hive mind. I think that that's like harder to understand, harder yeah. to relate to. And this idea that there's one mind that is so large that it encompasses all of these minds. Yeah. How do you fight that? You know, like that's why it was so scary to me. But yeah, then if there's like worse. one person, one individual at the center of that who's controlling all of it, who has a crush on data, that's less scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta watch that movie. <laughs> Obviously, I, it sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I'm just now having happy thoughts about. Well, how about this episode? What, were the, were the, we yeah. rate this episode. Let's rate this episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if there's any other things that came up because we we paused for a while after. And was there did, was there anything still oh, that yeah. was like I want to yeah. talk about this that that felt well? Like how do we feel about? I mean, no, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I know. Um, I'm like, what happened again? How do we feel about Raffi in this episode? Like Raffi struggling with her with her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I felt really strange about. I feel I like this. I and I I'm I'm going to say I feel strange about it, but I like it in the show. I feel strange about Picard's reaction to Raffi. I feel like Mm -hmm. he's he's sort of like enabling her in order to get what he wants from her but not really caring about her. Right. And that's a pattern in their relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. not seeing that. Or if he is seeing that, he's doing it anyway. And I kind of like it for Picard because he's always had this like self-righteous, judgmental nature. Mm-hmm. Like when you, you know, look back at like season one with that episode with those, those people who were addicted to Felicium right. and they're talking about drug addiction and like Picard has this like high moral stance against it. Right. Like, He's he's that guy. Like he's mm-hmm. always been that guy. And they live in this future where, you know, humanity has quote unquote got its shit together. And I don't think he has any patience for someone who doesn't have their shit together. And I think that he loves Raffi and I think that he like knows that Raffi is the best at what she does. But I also feel like he is judging her for having these demons instead of like showing the empathy that he normally does for almost any other situation. Yeah. And I, th- for me, that works for that character. And mm-hmm. I think that it's intentional. And I think that like the way that he's treating her is being pointed out throughout the show. Like you left me, you know, like you kind of 
fucked off and and didn't come see me and i you know live on this little thing and like by vasquez rocks i live in a little trailer and like you haven't given a shit about me and the way he's kind of like enabling her to use substances as long as it yeah. as mm-hmm. long as it gets him onto this board cube i don't know that's my yeah. it's telling yeah, that rios is the one that tries to comfort her yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, i'm sure that that's not synthale <laughs> it can't be um but yeah how do you guys feel about about this whole story turn I don't know how I feel about it for the show for Raffi. Like, I like it for Picard, but I don't know about for Raffi. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like... Because I feel like it makes you not root for her anymore. You know? Like, our, like I don't know. But I felt like seeing her like that, to me, was like, well, like, I hope you can get your shit together, but I feel like this is no longer going to be, like, a, a plot point that they're going to focus on as much. Which I don't know, or maybe it's the opposite, but I don't I don't know. It wasn't like a turn off for me, but I definitely was like, Oh, I wish like or maybe we have to see her at her worst before she can get better. But Yeah, I'm curious how they're gonna play it because right now it seems like they're they haven't really decided what they're gonna do yeah. with you know, her addiction. Because the music, again, oh, we mentioned yeah. it makes it sound like this is like a goofy scene. So it's like, oh look, the kind of funny right, drunk lady right. is here like who can turn it on and yeah. sweet talk her way into yeah. the past, but also it's sad. Right. She's yeah. she's a, an yeah. addict that's relapsed because right. her son has rejected her. So yeah. Yeah. what are we gonna do here, show? <laughs> well, yeah. there's please a, pick a path. Totally. There's a really interesting story here that they haven't really gone into, which is like this is the future in which, you know, Picard probably hasn't dealt with co- colleagues with addiction that yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, well, I mean, that may or may not be true, but like according to Next Generation, they've like cured everything. So right. I wonder if he's really dealt with this that much. I wonder if he understands what she's going through or if maybe, you know, maybe addiction is less common in this ideal uh, the utopic future. Mm. And someone dealing with that in that environment would be so isolating. Mm-hmm. And I want to kind of see that played out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe, I don't know, because it seems like Rios is also, you know, knows his way around a bottle. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Like, this is all hard to, it's interesting. Like, I think about Next Generation and how, like, everyone drank synth ale and there were no, you know, no one ever had any addictions except it was like hall addiction, maybe. But um, and they just kind of presented this ideal society. And this show is like, well... Like they, Picard is saying now, it's like, well, that ideal society maybe existed on that ship, but right. it is not all humans. It is not all humanity. Mm. And that ideal, like ideal human that we've kind of sold you on is, it's not that that's not real because Picard is that and he's still being that in this show. It's just that like, maybe that isn't all humanity the way that we've kind of been led to believe, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I like it. Yeah. It's more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mind Star Star Trek being more realistic. There's a, there, like yeah, that. there's arguments about should it just be purely aspirational, and right. is there a problem if something is like purely Pollyanna aspirational utopian? If it if it then is like, well, now this is this is, no one will buy this line of bullshit. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. You're not yeah. showing that there's any form of like struggle to get to that. Yeah, you know, for me, they really nailed it with Captain Pike in season two of Discovery, where. Like, that show isn't as utopian, but that captain is. Right. And he's always reminding himself what it means to be a Starfleet captain. And it's fucking beautiful, and I love it. It's more nuanced. I like it. Yeah, and, like, that... I don't know. It's interesting to think about what we know of Star Trek is really told through the eyes of the characters that we've seen. But it's such a big world and a big universe. And opening that up a little bit is really... Can be really enlightening to... 
as and also interesting you know for story development and so mm-hmm. i'm i'm into it i don't know where they're going with this whole raffi storyline but i'm excited to find out so do you think um gerardi and rios banged yeah absolutely okay yeah i feel like what was weird about yeah. that was because like the, literally the last That's time true. we saw her she killed someone mm-hmm. and the <laughs> next time we see her she's with him she's yeah and it's like yeah murder horny wait that- like wait yeah and then but and then like right who is she talking to when she's like i is she talking to him when she's like i feel cold and yeah sad yeah. and that's that's the, but I feel mid-flirt like should have started that way you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like let's get a little bit of the remorse before the bang yeah maybe <laughs> or not i or, or you do you yeah, you know? yeah. Like, i was thinking the same thing different way. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking the same thing but what doug was saying about how she like her worldview was completely altered enough that she would kill her ex-boyfriend. Maybe she's a g- kind of lady that will just hook up with the captain right away. Well, I just imagine putting myself in that well, situation. No, like, what would I said, do? I've never had sex sex with the captain of anything before. Right. Yeah. It's like, like what the fuck? <laughs> like she, her worldview is just broken. She's just going to grab anything that that seems good in that moment, or yeah. seems like it would feel good yeah. in that moment. She says like it'll be less lonely for two hours, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've kind of sold me a little bit on on her performance in this episode about what was like informing that character. What I also liked is that Rios doesn't right away go like, "Yeah, you seem fucked up. Let's go bang." Like yeah. he actually like, "Tell me how you're feeling." They actually yeah. they talk That's for true. a minute, uh, yeah. and then he's like, "All right, this probably is weird, but I'll still fuck you," you know. But like, I sussed out a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't predatory. It wasn't predatory, right, which was right. nice. That's a nice change for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, for yeah, the captain or for any of the yeah. Yeah, character not to just be right away. Captain Kirk is very predatory yeah, in a problematic yeah. way. Yeah. Like Bashir, not who's just well. like a sex. Oh my creep. god, Bashir. So that was nice. Oh, Ventica. So I appreciated Rios being presented. You know, in a in a, yeah. a healthy version of yeah. of uh, yeah. sexuality. Sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on board. I like it. Let's rate. Oh, it. and then like Girardi. Also, one last no, maybe yeah. not one last thing. Just one more thing I remembered. Yeah, when they're getting ready to go to the Borg ship, and Girardi is saying like, "Oh, I'm glad I can't go." Because there was, a, oh, I think yeah. there's a little like, "Oh, are you disappointed you can't go?" She's like, "No, relieve." Because I'm thinking that she's also expecting that she has to go kill. Soji or like fuck up that mission oh. and so she's like I don't want to have to do that I'd rather just stay uh, here right I or think. there's somebody on that ship she knows like I almost wonder well oh, I don't know could. if she would be connected to like the brother sister duo or like if they're you know what I mean like right, maybe that's, that's really far fetched but I'm also like I wonder if there's someone who knows what she knows on the board yeah 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 that that's true. like oh, if sure. she you know she's like well so and so's there and like fuck if they see me they know what I've done right. and can like right. expose me that just reminded me of that Borg who saw Picard and, and as Picard was running oh, past, yeah, he, he was, was like, Lacutus? Like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one who like suddenly opened his eyes when, do you know what I'm talking about? When, I like, do. He falled out, falls over and then it, like the camera goes down, down, down and then it focuses on one Borg and the Borg's just like, oh. uh, So that didn't make sense the first time. No. This time, now I think it's, they're trying to scare us because that action of a Borg suddenly opening its eyes in all of TNG has been like dangers coming because the oh, Borg know what's going on. Okay, yeah. but it was 
a fake out in a way yeah. because it's oh look here's two ex Borg that are yeah. showing up to help a card because yeah. he's, he's fallen right right and he's in danger well yeah and like even before he goes on the ship and he's like the Borg can't change the Borg or the Borg right. 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 and then it was cool that he got to see them right yes. fake like helping them and yep. like with the guy who like they did something to his face right and he like yep. was like oh my face <laughs> you know like yeah. it was interesting. And, and it's interesting to me too because like even with the episode with like Hugh where it's like you see that the Borg can change right yeah. so the thought of him being yeah. like oh like maybe a Borg can change but the Borg cannot uh, change right 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 was like interesting to me and then the fact that it yeah. ended with him seeing another side to them yeah. I thought was quite lovely and like yeah, absolutely. that whole thing was absolutely. so cute yeah you know? oh, yeah, right. yeah that was You're great right. I had so many thoughts running through my head about the Borg that and during this episode that were really interesting like one of which was that i wonder if picard has any implants still because no they, i mean i think he should based on what they've shown yeah. Yeah. since then but i think they even scan him in that episode and they're like nope all clear okay because they basically yeah, established that's a bummer. that like a little tiny drop of borg goo yeah will like replicate and turn into like a whole cube within yeah. an hour you know? right. yeah and just thinking about how like in the star trek or in the star trek in the voyager homework we did where we saw seven's uh like having an allergic reaction to her shit and it's right. like busting through her skin it's like yeah. she's got a lot under her skin right a lot of like mechanical shit and i was just thinking you know if that picard up went through the whole list of it yeah like if picard <laughs> uh, yeah. if picard has these borg memories of like the queen's chambers what right. if he still has some sort of like a borg device in his head but right. but you're right i do remember them saying that they scanned for it because they kind of have to in that form of episodic tv right you have to like right. reset it back like okay right. yeah. picard's not a borg threat oh, what a missed forward. opportunity to leave something in him like he, he would die if they didn't leave this one note right, or something just waiting around that's a missed opportunity for yeah. future episodes that said if they do it, if they're like, ha, he had a little Borg shiv in his head, I'd be like, yeah. fine, I don't care. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Then, like, said the opposite tissue. 30 years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely, yeah. I'm into it. Um, I and then this... also... Go for it. No. Oh, oh, okay. Now I feel awkward. It's your podcast, <laughs> baby. No, you got this. <laughs> um, so, in first contact... <laughs> Quit looking at me, Doug. I want to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> in First Contact, Picard basically says if someone gets infected by Borg nanites, which start the process of assimilation, just shoot them on sight because they're no longer savable. Wow. Yeah. And that always rubbed me the wrong way because we know that like they spent time with Hugh and like they're, he kind of regained his they humanity just yeah. by being away from the collective. And Picard but- himself was rescued from the right board. exactly exactly so th- i think there was like an element of self-hatred involved in that Agreed. command yeah. Huh, yeah but he went like you know there was like a, a one poignant shot of one of his crew members being assimilated asking for help reaching out asking for help and picard just like turns to him and shoots him and <gasps> uh, it is crazy whoa. it's like the only moment like that in all of star trek and wow. i felt i felt that moment in this episode tonight, when Picard was walking through the Borg, seeing them be de-Borgified, right. even oh. more advanced Borg than he dealt with, because his right. rationale was like, well, this, you know, the Borg have adapted since they assimilated me. They're now stronger. It's going to be harder to de-assimilate. Mm-hmm. We, it, we can't do it anymore with these new nanites that they've got. Yeah. So he's just like, can't be done. Um, but obviously that was proven wrong several times at this point. Seven <laughs> of Nine is another example. Um, but yeah, him walking through that crowd and kind of seeing these de-Borgified people around him, these XBs, I saw in his performance this like, this can't be. I've been wrong. Well, I guess I'm wrong. 
You know, yeah. I saw that moment mm-hmm. across his face huh. and I loved it. Wow. Yeah. That'd be an interesting callback for them to do of like, oops, I killed that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely should have done that. But then also like they blew up a bunch of whole Borg cubes. Like yeah. everyone who's fought the Borg has killed lots of right. yeah. innocent people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They are slaves. It's just like a, it's just a crew of slaves all basically under, under the supervision of, you know, like a machine in a way. Although the, the Borg queen. queen yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's debatable how human and how synthetic the Borg queen herself is. But then you also have people like Seven of Nine who liked being a Borg, who, like, mm-hmm. she liked that lifestyle. Like, some people want to be led. Some people want to just have all their decisions made for them and, you know, be people of blind faith. Like, that is very common in the world. Mm. And it makes sense that there would be people who would be comfortable in that collective, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Let's write this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering <laughs> if uh, Picard now views himself as a victim in a way that he didn't before. Mm, I love uh, that. I love that. Yeah, finding a little bit of uh, compassion for himself for mm-hmm. having experienced this trauma. Right. Like, yeah. yeah he cool. killed Cisco's wife. That's gonna hurt. Oof. Ouch. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not Thong Song Cisco. No, no. different Cisco. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a real devastating thing. Okay, I'm gonna rate this episode. I feel like I want to rate it like a seven. Seven and a half. Yeah. Because I feel like it did pick up. Like, I really enjoyed the second half of the episode. I couldn't really tell you much about what happened in, like... Like, after the weird scene with, like, her and the dude in the beginning. And then, like, yes, Rafi talks to the girl. But I don't know anything that happened after that between when Picard went on the ship. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. But I, I thought it was a very interesting episode. Like, very entertaining. And it was nice to get answers. And, like, I'm really excited that they are now together. Like, he finally has Soji. And, like, what is gonna happen next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's solid. I think, for me, it's an eight. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. Especially the scene we were talking about with the candles and the... Mm-hmm. Even as, you know... And then I can justify in my head the things that I'm not sure about about that scene. But, you know, and and just visually, this, to me, this episode was much more pleasing. There was some violence still, but it was not the level that it has been. Absolutely. Which I enjoyed having a break from that. And I do think it, I thought the storytelling, the visual storytelling was really brilliant in this episode, especially with Soji discovering her past and then also using dream and yeah, I just, I liked a lot of the subject matter that it covered. Um, and I liked that it didn't raise too many more questions. Um, and it makes me really excited to keep watching the show, which is what I, mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for more than that. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I think an eight for me. Nice. Yeah. There's like moments in this episode that are 10 out of 10 for me. Like, mm-hmm. All this stuff with Picard and Hugh and Elnor was a 10 out of 10. That shot with Picard looking through his hologram was like off the charts for yeah, me. So mm-hmm. But there's also like this weird musical score that really yeah, yeah. took me out in the first half. A lot of stuff in the first half where I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But our conversation has really lifted a lot of them up for me. Um, so yeah, I think I'm like a seven and a half on this one. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really solid episode i this episode felt like a really interesting interpretation of the plots and themes of star trek the next generation mm-hmm. to me and that's that's cool i, I dig it 
Yeah, I'm giving it an eight for all of the same reasons yeah. nice. that yeah. everyone has raised. Yeah, we're all in sort of the same <laughs> I don't have realm. anything new to yeah. add. Very concise. Yeah. I have two things I have to share with you all. One, I often make discoveries when I'm posting episodes, like when I look stuff up for the first time, because mm. we have this chat immediately after we watch. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, I discovered how to spell bejazel. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And it's B-J-A-Y. ZL? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no vowels. It's fucking crazy. Also, didn't you look it up on Urban Dictionary? Well, I looked up bedazzle on Urban Dictionary because we all know what bedazzling is. Yeah. But and I I assumed bedazzling was the same, but it turns out that bedazzling is when you spray semen onto someone. Well, according to one random person on <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Yeah. But it just gave a whole new meaning to you say bejazzle, I say bejazzle. Yeah, that song. Yeah, I, just I still gave, think bejazzle yeah. is bedazzling your vajayjay. I like that better. I that's think good. that's good. Or think your that's booty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to <laughs> let everyone booty. know. So two, two Star Trek clubs ago, we talked about Watchmen and Sarah shared her thoughts on Watchmen. And that is now available on the new Space Nerds Patron cast. And it is delightful. It's like 12 minutes long, and I listened to it, and I loved it. And I also put out an episode with Alexandria and myself. We did a Space News where we got really sidetracked by swapping colonoscopy stories. And it was so (laughs) weird that I just cut it out of the main podcast, but that is now on the the Space Nerds patron cast as well. That's the lizard sex of the show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I also lowered the prices on everything. So the patron cast is now three bucks a month, which I feel better about. It was five. Um, and there, it's still possible to have the distinction of being the first patron of the Space Nerds. So <laughs> that option is available for someone out there, and we'll be very excited. You're to supposed see to it. make it sound like there's only limited left, like people have to act soon. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> there's limited yeah. spots for being the first person. Yeah. Only there's only <laughs> one spot to be the first person. Yeah. And basically, we're trying to cover the operating costs of this show right now. That is yeah. our first goal. So we'd really appreciate any support. And that's yeah, it. Thank you. That's going to wrap it up. And yeah, I also want to say we never watch the next time on thing. We turn right. it off because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm real spoiler sensitive. So we yeah. turn that shit off. What is our Star Trek homework for next week? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm going to, you and I are going to do a Doug Space Nine. So right. we got two episodes of DS9 to watch. Right. Which I have to check what they are. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know, just like watch whatever yeah, you Yeah, jo- if you want to know, join my Discord. I'm going to announce it in my Discord. And there's a link in the podcast description. There's a whole sci-fi channel in my Discord where I post these episodes. If anyone wants to chat with, with me and other people in yeah. my Discord community about it, that's a great place to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Well, I gotta. I will also say, I will end this episode. Yeah. But you can email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, this was great. Yes, it was. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Oh, I just remembered how to end the show. I'm like, how do I do this? Uh, Until next time, stay nerdy out there. And I made that up so I'd know how to end shows because I always got so uncomfortable. All right, thank you. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash spacenerdspodcast. If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. 
If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!